Welcome and glad that you guys are here with us today. I'm Stephanie Powell. And I'm Pearl Holland. And I let Stephanie shared a little article with me that she came across um, maybe a month ago and really just talking about how the opioid um, crisis, like we see it talked about in the news some, but it really does even kind of eek into um, our church families and our church communities and how addiction is something we really don't really talk about in church. And it made me think about um, a dear friend of mine and a Bible study group that she, well, really a prayer group that she's been a part of as she's gone through her journey with her family member. And so I just, I reached out and said, hey, would you be willing to share the impact of prayer on your story? And so I'm so fortunate to have her here today and she's brought along somebody from the prayer group so I just want to thank you both for being here and just for being able to share part of what your journey is and how prayer has been a part of that. Thank you guys for joining us today. Yes. Happy to be here. <laughs> we really just want to hear God's testimony and story how he's worked through um, both of your lives yes. and I know it's a very it's a very um, difficult thing and hard to understand if you've never walked through it. But um, we we just want people to hear hear that powerful story. So. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> where do you start, huh? I don't know where to begin except um, at the beginning. And I think addiction um, for a lot of the families I know was very foreign. Our family we've never experienced addiction so it was um, a, a major awakening when addiction hit our family and um, for me and I think my story is probably everybody's story who initially um, experiences addiction is that you just you don't know where to begin you have um, just a myriad of emotions how did this happen you turn into a FBI agent trying to track down who, you know, sure. who, who did this to your child in my case. Or what did I do to my child. Or what did I do to or my not child. Or my child. Yes. As a parent, I can't imagine feeling more helpless of like, you, what can I do? But I, there, you feel like there's nothing you, can, you can't yeah. do. You can do. Very much. Well, I think at the beginning, ignorance is bliss. So some of those things don't come until later when you become a little more educated on addiction. Um, some of those things don't really come into play until a little bit later. Um, but, but just, I think the shock of Absorbing all that and just trying to figure out, like you're trying to figure out things that you are not going to figure out, but you just don't know that initially. Um, my husband and I went to several, um, when my, um, my daughter first went to rehab, they had a family weekend there, and so we would go and we would be educated on addiction, and we're told, you know, you need to go to Al-Anon meetings and really get educated on addiction because it's a, it's a family illness when someone in the family gets suffers with addiction, the whole family suffers, and everyone in that circle suffers. So, um, we started going to Al-Anon meetings, and um, we found some believers in some of those meetings, and that was really sweet, but um, I think my real support came when um, some other women in my church were transparent about 
their children suffering with addiction. And so there was an immediate draw to those women. And I really, really am so thankful that they were transparent because so many people are afraid to be transparent about it. So the transparency was just super key in me even finding help. And so anyway, so my friend here started a, a prayer group, and this is way down the line. Because so many, of our, yeah, so many of our kids had been um, in addiction for maybe t- even 10 plus years. And so anyway, I it's something totally different when you can be in a group with other believers as opposed to being in a group with I mean, so many of the support groups I was in with the people were very new age. And so I just didn't really find much comfort or peace in leaving those groups and sharing and and feeling good about really anything other than just being educated and maybe being me being helpful to someone else just in my story helping someone else believe it or not but our prayer group has been just unbelievable I mean there are moments of desperation where you just need to call or text and just say I need prayer I knew because they knew what it felt like. I was completely confident in it that they would be praying. Sure. And some days I couldn't pray for myself. And so I took great comfort in knowing that my people were praying for me. Right. And, and everyone in, in our group is pretty much in a different place, I would say. Some of us, maybe one or two, may be in the same place in terms of... Um, whether our loved one is actually actively in that addictive behavior or if they are in the recovery process or if they are sober or whatever. So it's it's beautiful to see how we understand where each person is at that time and how we can pray for them. Um, but this group was we started this group four years ago and it was born from um, a referral to a book that I, uh, I started, uh, picked up and, and, and purchased a friend recommended it for me and it was Prayers for Prodigals and um, it's a 90 day prayer journal basically for your prodigal and it, it just, God is so gracious and so good because every single day I open that It was the day I needed uh, that particular prayer or that particular scripture sure. or that particular encouragement. Um, so there was a little um, recommendation or a little format in the back that said if you wanted to uh, start a prayer group that you could do that. And so that's what we did back in 2016. And um, we had a little, little format because um, it is a support group, but we wanted to pray. And, um, so the format was for everyone to come and share their story initially. And then every other week, you know, we would meet and we would share what had transpired in the, in the two weeks that passed. But we would always pray for one another for those two weeks, specifically. We, I, I had a little journal and I would write it down. But it's interesting because one of the things that um, this author had recommended in the format was for everyone to share because of the heaviness of our subject and how um, 
hard this was for all of us. He said, please ask everyone to share a praise. There's always, there's always something that we can praise God for. No matter what our week or our day or our hour has been, And so it's funny because we'll we'll go around and we'll be sharing in our little prayer group, and I'm going, whoops, wait a minute, so and so, you forgot to give your praise, and um, they'll just kind of giggle and they're going, oh wow, wait a minute, wait, wait, and they're digging deep, they're digging real deep, but uh, it's a sweet, sweet thing because if it's um, if it's only something like. Um, well, there's been no change. <laughs> right. Know, there's that nothing worse that's happened this week than the week before. Sure. Then we're praising God. Yeah. But, I think that's um, beautiful because the road can get long. You know, this exactly. is not a flip the switch often. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a journey. It's a process. Right. It is a process. I would add to that, too, that because, because you would say, you know, at the end of our, whatever we had to share that week, it made us give thanks for little things that we but it was it is it is sweet to see that but you know and there are times when I know through the past four years it would be it seemed like things were kind of running smooth or at least there was no crisis at the moment or drama going on and um, the only thing I can say to that is I, I thought Lord we have got to continue this is this is any day anything could happen Satan is alive and well, and he's prowling like a lion, you know, devouring those, and especially those who are weak, who are the addicts and the, and the, and the ones that are, um, you know, recovering or sober, wherever they are in their, in their face. But um, I read something that Spurgeon wrote, and it, he said, easy, well, this was Bunyan, actually, easy road, easy roads make for sleep travelers. And so I was like, okay, gals <laughs> we've got to meet or if there's only one or two you know but it was it was just I thought we cannot let up and, there, and we were praising him that there were things that were going well sure. for those and we didn't have anything horrible going on at the moment but um, we can't I think that's a, that's a beautiful picture because I know there has to be a days where you just wanted to get in bed and pull the covers over your head and, and just feel like oh, I can't do it today but you knew that God is, you know, going to God and taking those things to God right. and, and right. being faithful, you standing in the gap on behalf of those that, right. that you love. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing that you just keep pressing on. But it is a roller coaster ride. And For that's sure. what we have said many, many times. But um, on that ride, the thing that should sustain all of us as believers is that in Hebrews, he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is the hope that we cling to. And that is the hope that we pray for our kids. Um, just because they perhaps make a decision for Christ throughout all of this that they haven't already, and they're struggling, doesn't mean that all of this, the consequences, of their addiction are going to disappear. And that's one thing that um, should hold us to continue to pray for them. Um, because it is a disease. I mean, it, and it is, it is, it just changes your whole body chemistry. And 
so it was a struggle for them. And it can hit any family, any walk of life, any, yeah, and it, respect, No respect of persons, Uh, you know, you can be the wealthiest of the wealthy, you can be middle class, you can be down and out, and, um, and I think that's what a lot of people may not realize that they're are very it's attacking our churches there's not you know there's it's not hard to find someone or a family if it's not in your family that's someone that you know that it's their family's being connected or you're affected by it and that's where i think that uh what my friend said here um is about the transparency because i think that's that's really difficult for within the church sure i've grown up in the church but um there's a certain stigma sure. yeah. attached to that uh, particular sin, um, and so it's very difficult for people to be transparent and to come forward and to share. And I'll never forget, um, I'll never forget this because it was a Sunday that my uh, son left for rehab. run the gamut on what his addiction was. So you name it, (laughs) he probably tried it. But um, I remember the next Sunday, I thought, I do not want to go to church. I do not want to see those people. And I know that they knew now that this was going on. I mean, you know. So anyway, I remember just thinking, I've got to go, I've got to go, and I'm just going to go, and and I had cried all week at work, you know, just, you're just, you're, you're just torn up. Yeah. So I go to church, and I'll never forget that someone came up to me and said, how are you doing? And I said, don't ask that question. And then another person came up to me and gave me a hug and said, we love you, we're praying for you. And I, t- I looked at that person and I said, you know, I really don't. just broke down. Uh, I mean, sure. I was just, I mean, this person was uh, hugging me, you know, in church, and I'm like, here uh, I am, I don't want to make a scene, but I'm making a scene, you know, <laughs> but it was the greatest relief, and it was just so reassuring, and it's so true yeah. yes. that that's where we need to be, and you know, we've probably heard this all of our life, <laughs> but you know, that the church is not sanctuary for saints is a hospital for sinners. Right. And I mean, I, we've probably heard that, but it is so true. It is so real. Yes. And so, um, you know, I just hope people will understand that there is acceptance and love and understanding to be found in the body of Christ. Our church has started a, a No Whispers program just for that reason, because we oftentimes feel like we have to whisper because, you know, there is such a stigma about things. And But the church, our, our community and our, our faith family, that should be, we should feel the comfort to go to them and just say, hey guys, this is where I am, the good, the bad, the ugly, and this mm-hmm. is, you know, what's going on. But um, but we this is where we're oftentimes dropping the ball as, as the body of Christ. And so this is um, one reason why it's such a huge burden on my heart because it's affecting so many that we've got to be fighting on behalf of those who can't fight for themselves right now. 
And so, um, just if you guys could share a little bit of encouragement, maybe of maybe now that you've seen how God can work, you, you know, you've seen how God has um, brought people through. You know, you're standing on the other side. What would be a word of encouragement, maybe to um, to a family that may be in the midst of? And I know it's always a battle that you you, you know you battle, but um, maybe there's another mom out there that's listening. <laughs> so. Well, we're still standing. We're still standing. (laughs) We have survived, and and, and as well as our, you know, our children have survived. And it's um, expect the unexpected. Sure. Uh, But there's always hope, and and um, you know, it's 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 very similar. Similar. I mean, it seems like the weight is so much greater on that type of sin, but it has taught me that. My sin day in and day out not only affects me and my relationship with God, but it affects my family and my friends and, and everything, which is true of the addict. And, and we just, I don't know, but one thing that this whole thing has taught me is um, that we place such a high value on the degree of sin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, God doesn't do that. We have a horrible thought, or we are gossiping, or doing all those things. We think there's nothing to it, right? We think there's absolutely nothing to it, but that's not any different from what they're they're doing. And so, um, it's given me a, a love for that type of a, a person. And um, but anyway, I, I just feel like there is hope. There's always hope. And, there is always hope and that's so so true and we um this has been such a sweet time of just hanging out and chatting with these ladies and more importantly just hearing them share their hearts for prayer yes i know i loved it it was so good it was so good in fact that we had to break it up and so we have more to share from them next week but until then we want you to remember that there is hope no matter what you're facing whatever side of addiction you're on we want you to know there is hope and so 901 let's find our minute to pray